When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right, Vikings vent line. We are less than a week away. It's finally almost here. The 2023 NFL Draft, Vikings on the clock at pick 23. I should say scheduled on the clock at pick 23. We'll certainly see what they end up doing, whether that's a move up, whether that's a move back. Maybe they'll just stay put. Maybe they'll actually just make their pick at 23. Uh, Plenty of scenarios in play for the Vikings, but we are inching closer and closer along. We're excited for the Surly Draft Party at Park Tavern here in the Twin Cities in St. Louis Park. So if you're in the Twin Cities or you're planning to come up, for the draft party last year we met people from all over the country so if you're coming up we're excited to meet you excited to talk some football with you uh purple daily draft party at park tavern with surly brewing company we can't wait for it of course vikings vent line is powered by our friends too at tcl enjoy more of what you love with tcl go get yourself a tcl television if you can't make it to the draft party you may as well get yourself a new big screen uh, to watch it on at home go to tcl.com to learn more and of course dennis kirk and denniskirk.com motorcycle parts accessories plenty of great stuff to get you ready for riding season here in the twin cities go to dennis kirk a proud sponsor of purple daily and score north for a long time we appreciate them uh it's vikings vent line we record these and do these every sunday right here on the purple daily youtube channel now next week's going to be a little bit different obviously right because we're going to be coming the eve off the round three of the nfl draft so We'll have a kind of a special Vikings vent line show this time next week on Sunday, since it's the day after the draft. So stay tuned for that. If you want to be included on that, please still shoot me an email as, as I always do. It's Vikings vent at gmail.com. If you want to get in on that episode or any future episodes of Vikings vent line that take place on Sundays too, right here on the purple daily YouTube channel. And of course on Apple, Spotify, uh, score North app is a central hub for everything we do. So if you want to get in one of those future episodes, shoot me a note. It's Vikings vent line at gmail.com. All right. I got my guy Brock in here. Brock is a season ticket holder to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, he's in South Dakota. He still comes up to the twin cities every once in a while for a game or two. Uh, and you've been a season ticket holder since the TCF bank days. Is that correct, Brock? That is correct. Yeah. 2016. Okay, nice. So you became well the the stadium opened in 2016, right? The the US Bank did. So you were you did you become a season ticket holder before that? Yeah, yeah. First the first year in TCF was my my first year or the last okay. year in TCF, excuse me, was my first year being a season ticket holder. Were you unfortunately at the Blair Walsh game? I was not actually at that game. Probably good. Probably could have I, I mean, it would have been a great game to be at up until the very last second. Oh, dude, that one was brutal. I had, uh, I, I think I've told this story on the Purple Daily 
channel before I had like horrible food poisoning that day all day. So I had my head in a can all morning, all damn day. And I was finally starting to feel better around like the second half, fourth quarter. And I was like, okay. And they're marching down the field, that final drive. And as just having the worst possible food uh, poisoning day. And I thought, okay, they're going to make the kick. We'll go on to the next round. This is great. The Vikings are on a path here. This is an easy path in the NFC. And uh, a shankopotamus from Blair Walsh. Just I, I would have suffered, honestly, and I've said this before too, I would have taken eight more hours of food poisoning if that kick would have went in easily. And, I, and that was the worst bout. I've had food poisoning a couple times. That one was the worst. I would have taken it if Blair Walsh just would have made the damn kick, man. It was awful. And it was a chip shot too. It was. It's that's the worst part about it. Uh, Brock. So I teased off the top. We're we're getting closer and closer, obviously, to the NFL draft. The Vikings are at pick twenty three. Been asking a lot of Vikings fans over the last month or so what they want to see the Vikings do at the NFL draft. So I'm going to kick it to you here. What do you want to see the Vikings do at the draft? Well, if KOC has a guy, if he has a guy that can be our next franchise quarterback. I want to go get that guy. If he falls a little bit, if we have to, I mean, if we have to go all the way up to three, you know, if we have to trade up, I, I want us to go get our guy. If, if KOC says it's the guy, I don't think that happens though. I don't think, I don't think we make the massive move up to three. I don't, I don't think anybody falls that far. So I think we I think we go wide receiver. If we, if, if we pick at 23, I think we'll go wide receiver. I like Quentin Johnson. Um, Jordan Addison's that say flowers, a couple guys I like, but uh not sure if they're going to be there. I also wouldn't mind if we trade back and not necessarily just to trade back to get more picks for this year's draft, but to stock up in 2024 to go get that guy, go get that franchise quarterback. Interesting. So sticking with your franchise quarterback point there. So obviously there's Will Levis. He could be on the board. Hen and Hooker most likely will be there uh, when it's his turn. Is, is there a quarterback that you're looking at that you want to see the Vikings get uh, in the draft this year? I I think I just don't want Hendon Hooker. I don't think I, I don't think that's a franchise quarterback. Yeah. Um. I'm, I don't think that that's not that's not where my mind's at. Uh, like I said, if if KOC says it's it's Will Levis, you know, I'm I'm on board with that. Uh, you know, if Richardson falls if CJ Stroud falls. You know, I, I'm on board with that. But I just uh, think it's on KOC to find us a guy. Yeah, Hendon Hooker seems too like too much of a project for me at this point. And and look. Whoever they draft, they're most likely going to sit. So if it's Will Levis or whoever, Anthony Richardson, even in a pipe dream, like it's one of those two guys, they're still going to sit behind Kirk Cousins for the 2023 season. But I, I'm kind of with you with Hooker's age, uh, the ACL tear. I, I just think there's there's too many variables there. It it, it scares me off, basically. Yeah, it, it's just it's it's going to be rough. It's gonna be, and I don't think I don't think he's 23. I mean, I think he falls out of the first round. And without having a second round pick, I don't know how we how we end up how we end up with him. So on the wide receiver front, so you mentioned Quentin Johnson, you mentioned Zay Flowers. Um, so you're you're totally okay with getting one of these playmakers, right? You want to see someone maybe plugged and played also with Justin Jefferson, give you a little dual threat options that way, you'd like to see a wide receiver get drafted. Yeah, I mean week week one starter, right? Ready to play. I mean, we have Jefferson, new wide receiver, Hawkinson, Brandon Oliver. A running back, a running back, not necessarily uh, maybe the starter from last year, but a running back. Yeah. What about Bijan? Like Bijan Robinson is really high in a lot of people's draft boards. Um, I know running back isn't like the most utilized position like it once was, but if Bijan does fall there, I've seen mocks where he's going in the top five. I've seen mocks where he's at the end of the first round. Um, I feel like everyone's kind of a little indifferent on him and a little probably scared again because it's a, because it's a running back, but 
What about Bijan? If Bijan's there at 23, are you pulling the trigger? How do you kind of feel about that? I don't know if I, I don't know if I pull the trigger, but I don't know that I'd also, I'd be super upset if it did end up happening. I guess that's my answer there. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, man, if, if, uh, Zay Flowers, Addison, Quentin Johnson. I think if those guys are off, like if there's a run on wide receivers before the Vikings come up at 23 and Bijan is also miraculously there, that's the thing about these mock drafts, right? Like everyone does them and they're super fun. We love doing them on Purple Daily, of course, but the draft will play out a certain way and guys that were consensus top 10 on a lot of big boards are probably going to be there at pick 20 or pick 23, wherever it is. So guys, their stocks rise and fall so quickly. Um, I think if Bijan's there though, and all those wide receivers, to your point, are off the board. I think you got to do it. Yeah, I mean, do you think? Do you think we even make the twenty third pick, though? I mean, realistically, even even if Bijan's there, even if even if one of my wide receivers is there, do we even make the twenty third pick? Yeah, I feel like there's only two paths for them to move up. Um, it's if one of the quarterbacks falls and falls. I mean, like in Levis or Richardson to like in the twelve to fifteen range, which that's, that's probably, probably not happening, and, right? And it, agreed. I mean, and then the other path would be, okay, let's say that run on wide receivers we were just talking about happens, you know, again, in that teen range. And they're like, mm-hmm. no, we really need one. We're going to move up four spots or five spots to go get Johnson or Flowers or whoever it is. Then I think it makes sense. That's, I think that's the only way they trade up to get an offensive quarter, to get a quarterback or to get an offensive playmaker. Right? I don't think there's any other path for them to trade up. That'd be pretty surprising to me. Yeah, but I think we probably end up trading back. Like we mm-hmm. probably trade down to get more picks. I mean, with only five draft picks, it just seems like that's the that's the way it happens. And last year's class, obviously, they had Lewis Seen, they had Andrew Booth. Um, both those guys battled injuries, sort of to Caleb Evans. Mm-hmm. But they're obviously banking that that rookie class from last year. So now they're sophomores, if you will. That class is going to step in here and also be contributors. Do Do you think Lewis Seen and Andrew Booth? Do you think those guys are still going to be able to rely be able to be relied upon and make some big plays for the Vikings in twenty twenty three? I think so. I mean, I think they got to get a real chance on on the field in a regular season game and 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 get some reps. I mean, what Seen got hurt what week five and barely played prior to that. I don't yeah. remember exactly when that London uh, game, what week Saints that London game was. Week four, was so yeah. Week four, yeah. It was like four or five, that London game. It, I mean, didn't get a lot of reps, like defensive reps prior to that. Right. Yeah, It's uh, th- there's a lot of different paths there, and there's a lot of different you know bets, basically, that Kwesi's making from last year's class of them being contributors mm-hmm. to uh, to the on-field product of this year. They didn't really have much of a rookie impact class from last year because guys were hurt or just ineffective. So we'll see what happens there. We are talking Bijan Robinson. And obviously Dalvin Cook's future is still a little bit murky, right? Like uh, uh, just reading between tea leaves and comments, man, it does not sound like he's going to play at least on his cap hit. So they're exploring trade options. Hell, I, I've seen reports in ESPN. They could just end up releasing him. Um, what What do you think here? Should the Vikings move on from Cook? Would you like to see a restructure and him on the team still in 2023? What do you want to see the Vikings do with Dalvin Cook? I think we don't sign Madison to the deal that he got with the plan that Cook is on the roster come week one. So, I mean, it's, it, if we cut Cook, you know, pre, pre-June pre 1st, you know, we'll save $5 million this year. If we yeah. do a post-June 1st designation, we can save $9 million this year. We only have $1.2 million cap as of right now. That's not even enough to sign our only five draft picks that we have. So, I mean, I just don't see – I don't see a situation that Cook is on the roster come week one. 
Yeah, me neither. Um, I, and especially if they take Robinson, I think that's basically the writing on the wall that they're definitely going to mm-hmm. move on from him, right? And they're they're probably holding out that, hey, maybe maybe we can get a day three pick for him. Maybe we can even if they can get into a day two, good for you. But I think he would have done it by now, right? Like I think. Yeah, I mean, I think if he would have gotten like a second or third pick, that would have you would have taken that to the bank and ran away, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I mean, even like get, get like a fourth or fifth for him. I mean, let's try to maybe get something in the back. I mean, do fourth or fifth rounders turn out? Not all that often, but I mean, there's there's examples. I mean, but Diggs was a fifth rounder. Yeah. I mean, we can you can get guy you can get guys that are that are playmakers in those later rounds. It's they're lottery tickets, but uh, they're picks. So I mean, I'd like to get something for them, but uh, I think even if we can't get something for them, and this might be a draft day. That draft day trade, maybe either it's a you know next Thursday trade, maybe Friday trade, you know, trade cook, get a pick. Even even if it's in, like I said, get get my twenty twenty four pick. Let's get some capital in twenty twenty four. Yeah, I think that's their move here. Like they're gonna obviously run this back to a degree. There's still a lot of good pieces in place on this Vikings roster, but next year kind of seems like how do these first off, I think step one, right, is that sophomore class stepping in and if like Lewis Seen and Andrew Booz and a Caleb Evans are studs for them. Okay. That has helped make you basically make your defense overnight a little bit better. And then you go after the franchise quarterback next year, or if you have one that you drafted this year, is he ready to take that next step? They're kind of leaning towards, they're putting their chips in for next year and maybe having as many, you know, bites at the apple, if you will, with those draft picks for next mm-hmm. year's draft. So if they do have to move up, if they do have, you know, a classic Vikings nine and eight year where they're picking between 17 and 21, like they usually always are makes life a lot easier if you have some ammo to move up in the, into the draft next year. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of things are, are obviously still in play here. You, uh, you mentioned Alex Madison and his, you know, basically signing being, are you digging to move on from Dalvin cook, but are you comfortable with Alexander Madison basically being the number one and bell cow running back for you? Um, you know, he's never done it in his career. Obviously he, he hasn't had that opportunity. Uh, he's had some flashes with, with some cook injuries. He's had some flashes where he's shown that he can be, uh, you know, he can be a hundred, hundred yard rusher, you know, 20 yards, 20 yards receiving 30 yards receiving in the game. He's proven that he can do that. Um, I think, I think I am comfortable. I think with this offense, uh, we'll, we'll spread it out. Uh, two tight end sets, Madison in the backfield, ideally a compliment to Jefferson on the other side and, you know, nobody's going to know what's coming. We got Hawkinson still. Uh, resign CJ Ham. I'm actually on board with that. Uh, let's have a fullback, but let's use yeah. the fullback, though. Yeah. We, we didn't really utilize CJ Ham as a fullback last year. Let's actually use the fullback. So, yeah, yeah. I think I am comfortable with Madison being, being the guy for a year. Let, let's see what he can do with uh, with the 17, 17 game stint. Hey, question on the, a little impromptu for you, but question on the offensive line. So obviously, you know, the Vikings have two really good tackles, assuming that Brian O'Neill too comes back from that Achilles tear. Um, yep. And then obviously Christian Derrissaw, they brought back Eric Bradbury. Are are you comfortable with the offensive line? Do you think that they maybe just need one more guard? Like how how is your, an offensive line for the Vikings fans, I feel like is also triggering, you know, like they just, oh God, the line, the offensive line, they're never giving them enough time or they don't give enough space or anything like that. Are you comfortable with the Vikings offensive line as it's basically constructed right now? I think if O'Neal can be the 2022 player again, yes, I am. I think that's the big if. I mean, it was only a partially torn Achilles, if I remember correctly. So, I mean, I think uh, I think if he fully recovers from that, I, th- I think I am comfortable with our offensive line today. 
Yeah, I wouldn't mind like one extra guard just for competition or, you know, maybe as a, as a fallback option if an Ezra Cleveland gets hurt or Edwin Ingram just isn't mm-hmm. developing to what you want. So like, I wouldn't be surprised even if like day two or day three, one of those guys is drafted and maybe um, they push one of those guards to a, to a different spot. But yeah, it's probably the best the line has looked since like, honestly, like Brett Favre, like, uh, you know, when yeah. they had Hutch and, and Matt Burke or John Sullivan, I should say, and they had a, they had a really good offensive line then probably the best it's been in, in, in a long time and it is a weak link system you know like it just takes one bad guy at ingram mm-hmm. being the culprit yep. last year yep. where yep. if if you have one guy that can get pushed around everyone else can basically um basically sinks and drowns so i it's the best i have felt but i wouldn't hate if they went out and got like one extra piece still on the offensive line to make it a little bit better Think you use one of our third rounders for offensive linemen? Is that where you're going with this? Yeah, and and I know a lot of Vikings fans probably don't want to hear that just because the defense has gaping holes and they got to fix that. But I mean, man, if we saw it, like the Eagles have an incredible offensive oh, line. Yeah. The Chiefs, when they lost the Super Bowl to the Bucks, said, "All right, we're not going to let that happen again." They beefed up the offensive line. Um, I wouldn't hate it. I, I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it would be a, a bad pick by any means. Now, if you're reaching for someone. Willie Beavers or, you know, a situation like that or a Juice mm-hmm. Mia, different situation. But I think if they're able to find one extra piece in the offensive line, especially at day two of the draft, I would like it. Sign me up for it. Yeah, I could get on board with that. Uh, you met, you mentioned uh, bringing back CJ Ham. Obviously, it's been a lighter offseason just because the Vikings only had so much cap space and they had to say goodbye to some veteran players. But what, what has been your favorite move so far of the offseason, Brock? Uh, so my favorite move is... Uh, the Kirk Cousins contract restructuring, uh, getting that down, not not doing the typical extension that we've been doing, con- converting that extra money into a signing bonus, putting putting an end to uh, well, a likely end, I'll say actually, a likely end to Kirk Cousins and and moving up, moving on from him. Um, not that he's been bad. I'm not uh, I'm not a, a cousin hater because he has been probably the best best thing we've had, you know, since that one year of Brett. Uh, probably the best, best, best thing we've had at the position, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited that we're, we're putting a timeline on this. Now we always could, we could resign him after this year. Obviously that's still, still on the table. If uh, you know, things don't, don't transpire the way we want to, but yeah, I think the cousins, cousins contract is my favorite off season move so uh, far this year. So obviously I feel like I'm contractually obligated cause I don't think I've mentioned his name yet. Uh, but what, what do you make? Cause we've been talking about it a lot. What do you make of the whole, could the 49ers swoop in here and, and get an offering for Kirk? What do you kind of make of, of those, I, that idea and those rumors that are flying around? Yeah, I mean, I could, I could get on board with it. I think that's the only team that Kirk would go to. I mean, as, as you guys talk about all the time, I mean, full no trade clause, he's not just going to go to go to anybody. Um, but I, I would, I, I could get behind a Trey Lance. I know, I don't, I know you're not super high on Trey Lance, but I could get behind a uh, cousins Lance swap and, Maybe get a get a pick backed as well, and then yeah. also roll rolling a half injured Lance out there week one. I could get behind that. Yeah, it's interesting, and I, I've heard I don't know the validity of it too. I've heard too he actually got you know he was healed a lot quicker than it was led on to believe, and even he was he was active and could have been activated for the playoff run and towards the end of the season for San Francisco. I've heard a couple of conflicting things on that. I don't know if I buy it, but um, I I don't mind them taking a flyer on him. I just don't think them getting Trey Lance to me is like, Oh, they found their next franchise guy. Like for sure. Take a shot, right? Like bring him in here and analyze and see if it works for you. But I'd rather you go out and draft someone and rather you figure that out that needs somewhere else and not 
put all your eggs, I guess, your emotional eggs in the uh, Trey Lance basket. That's what scares me. Yeah, I mean, I I got to I got to watch a lot of Lance. Uh, he was a big rival of uh, my local college here, uh, being being an NDSU boy. So I got to see uh, the a little bit of Lance that actually played college football for those Bison. And uh, yeah, he's he's he seems like a good player. Seems like a good playmaker. So I wouldn't uh, I would not hate to see him in purple. Absolutely. Uh, Brock, before we wrap up here, obviously I like to give guys like a last chance to give a take. Uh, any shout outs you want to make here before we wrap up here on Vikings vent line, any last takes, anyone you want to shout out here, go for it. Uh, I'd say my last take is the Vikings are going to go 10 and seven this year. Okay. I like uh, it. So little step down from where we were last year. I don't think you can get 11 one score wins again in a season back to back years. That's just, that's just a challenge. So yeah, I'm going, going 10 and seven. That's splitting the division, Losing to the Chiefs, losing to the um, losing to the Niners at home, losing to the Eagles and Bengals on the road, and then getting wins elsewhere at home and on the road for the, all the other opponents. Uh, I'd like to throw some shout outs uh, to those uh, those season ticket holder friends of mine down uh, down south in Texas, Greg and Sarah. And then I like to give a shout out to my boy T to the Y. Uh, he goes to the most home games with me, and uh, yeah, another diehard Vikings fan. Uh, I take is is the Chiefs game that's on the schedule. That's go to right. You gotta go see Pat Mahomes oh, absolutely. in person. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I went uh, I went down to Kansas City when the Vikes were down there, and of course I got to watch Chad Henney beat the Vikings. Then <laughs> didn't even get to see Mahomes because he was injured. So that was uh, lots of fun. Yeah, that's that was too bad. Yeah, when they came out the the opponents, obviously we'll see how the schedule plays out uh, here in about I think like three weeks. I think it's shortly yep. after the draft they they announce the actual opponents or uh, the schedule dates for yeah, the right opponents. around should be right around early May. Um, but yeah, the Chiefs game, Pat Mahomes' first trip here to U.S. Bank Stadium. He was here uh, obviously when Texas Tech made the Final Four when Minneapolis held the Final Four here. I believe mm-hmm. 2018, 19, I forget which year. I mean, he was in town for that, but yeah, that, that Vikings game is probably gonna be electric. I would, I put that one on prime time. Like, why not yeah. put it on prime time? Yeah. It has to be a Sunday night, Monday night game, right? Yeah. I actually, it wouldn't shock me at all. I think that that one probably will be a prime time game. You may as well, may as well do so. Uh, Brock, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. You're making your debut too, uh, on Vikings vent line. Uh, if anyone wants to come on a future episode of Vikings vent line, shoot me an email. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. Mackie and myself, no Judd Zolgad on Monday, but Mackie and myself, maybe a special guest too on Purple Daily next Monday. Hit that subscribe button. We'll see you at the Surly Brewing Draft Party at Park Tavern on Thursday too. See ya.